Two ordinary men chosen by God to share his word, give him glory, and win souls for the kingdom. You love the chosen? Come bench Jesus with us. We are the sons of thunder. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Sons of Thunder. I'm one of your hosts, Donovan Jones, joined today, as always, with my boy Antoine McGee. What up, what up, what up, what up? How you feeling? How you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. This there's a scene in this episode, and anybody who knows, we're doing episode uh, season two, episode five, and just right off the bat, the thought that comes to mind: there's one specific scene Mm -hmm. that is just so powerful. And I think a lot of people can relate. I think there was a lot of controversy when it comes to this scene. I'm sure we'll get into it at some point. Was it in this episode? I I think there was people, Mm. people, a lot of people, when it comes to the chosen have a problem with reverence, right? They say it's not Uh, reverent enough. So if you catch my drift, you know what I mean? uh, So yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Like we talked about in the last episode at the pool of Bethesda, like, do you yeah, want to be yeah, So, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, we won't yeah. belabor the point there. But like I said, we're in season two, episode five. Goodness gracious, I can't believe we're this far into season this two. This far already. into season two. And the cra- the beautiful thing is we have so much more to talk about. Mm-hmm. We yeah. have the rest of this season. We have season three, as you know, are, is out already. And they're halfway, more than halfway done that. Mm -hmm. It's just, we have endless content to go into and endless things to just sit down and reflect on. So I'm excited because, you know, we we are in prime position to continue to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ and spread the gospel. So Exactly. And I know the chosen Dallas has talked about it often, how their ultimate goal is to reach a billion people with the authentic gospel of Jesus Christ. And just us, it doesn't matter how many people we're reaching, we're playing whatever role that the Lord would have us to play in, you know, helping to reach however many um, alongside them. So it's just a beautiful thing to be able to do. And it's a very, when you think about it that way and and you look at all the the people that could, that the Lord could have called to do what we're doing right now, it's really a humbling position to be in. Like I said, it doesn't matter how many people watch this, um, just to have the call for us to be able to come do this, it's it's. Very humbling. I'm very thankful to be, you know, Part breaking of down it. these, yeah, breaking down these seasons with you. Yeah, so, um, to get into a little bit of the breakdown about this episode, you start out. We see Mary struggle a little, a little bit with her past, um, triggered by the the Roman soldier that she sees as she's picking the fruit. Um, we see Simon the Zealot seeking Jesus to find answers upon the healing of his brother that we saw at the healing of the pool of Bethesda the last episode. Um, there's a little bit more of John the Baptist in this episode. Uh, you know, especially when it comes to the conversation with Jesus that I know that we're oh, going to get into. Man. Um, we have, uh, let's see, let's see, as well as we have the uh, pivotal, uh, the pivotal, pivotal, I can't even talk. The go ahead, pivotal, man. the pivotal, <laughs> pivotal, pivotal. Yeah, there you go. You, there got, you, you go. know what I'm saying? Easy for me to say <laughs> the, that uh, expression of Jesus's power in the camp. And like I said, we're all going to, we're going to get into all that. This is that's the scene that I was referring to at the beginning. And then ultimately mm. leading up to the end where we see um, Jesus 
uh, uh, last meeting with John the Baptist and, and the emotion behind Jesus there. And then ultimately at the end, we see Mary kind of going astray. So that's kind of the breakdown um, about this, this episode. This was a very, very one that I think we talked about it before one that we kind of overlook a little bit sometimes. I know yeah. personally for me, but you know, when you kind of get into there's, there's a couple episodes for me where I kind of overlook them a little bit, but then when I sit down and like, get into it a little bit more. I'm like, goodness gracious, there's so much power in some of these scenes. And you're like, how have I not watched this one more than I have? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what was your, what was your feeling upon watching this one again, rewatching it? Uh, rewatching it again. I was like, wait, did I see this? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what it felt like a little bit. Yeah. But then after, as watching it, I was like, okay, cool. Like, because we have the familiar parts that we know about mm-hmm. and we have the things that we seen when watching it the first time, but there's the nuances yeah, that were good for me to like pick up on, such as okay, Mary's struggling in her faith and in her walk, and uh, being triggered by things in the past. I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't pick up on that before. I just thought she, yeah, whatever. And yeah. then watching it again was like, got it. You know the the demon possessed man. You know pursuing the the higher the the holy smell that he was smelling. He's just like okay. All right, that that these different things, but the ultimately, ultimately, the conversation between John and Jesus was the the meat and potatoes for me of this episode because it was just like here here's the one who was uh, sent to prepare the way. Mm-hmm. Here is the way. Yeah. <laughs> here they're talking, and they're talking as normal as we are talking mm-hmm. and you know and he has a reverence for him as lord and then but also as a cousin mm-hmm. so i that dynamic was always interesting to me like this is your cousin but this is also your lord um yeah. in the flesh he's your cousin but also in the flesh and in the spirit this is this is your lord this is the one you've been prepared for and seeing their dynamic in you know, how John is just at first like, rah, and then he had to come back and be like, you know what? I'm sorry. <laughs> so I know yeah. we're going to get into all that, but oh, that, yeah. that was, that's just amazing. Yeah. I think the beautiful thing about it too, is if you look into the, the actual name, John itself, it means grace. And so you see that grace paved the way for salvation and such a beautiful, just, just a representation of what the gospel is. Right. And so, yeah, we'll, uh, well, that, shout out to shout out to uh, Professor Professor uh, Rob Touchstone. That's uh, that's all him right there. I took that little that little gem from him. Somebody but, tag him. We got to get him in here. <laughs> we need to. We need we to. Need he's to a professor over at Lipscomb University. I guess he thinks he's too busy for us or something. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what the deal with that is. I, I don't know. But... <laughs> no, he's doing. He's doing big. He's doing amazing work. He's amazing doing amazing work for the kingdom for sure. He is part of the Sons of Thunder family. Oh yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and get into these questions. And question number one, catch three, and it kind of goes to the the conversation with Jesus and John. Who were the disciples that Jesus took with him to meet John? Uh, there was three. We had Peter. Yeah. Andrew. Yeah. Uh, was John? Hmm. No. Okay. Peter and no. Andrew. It's one you wouldn't really expect. Matthew? No. Okay. I'm, I'm, no, Matthew's in the camp. 
He was in the yeah, yeah. He was James, John, and Philip. Philip, that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Philip. I don't think does he even say anything now that I think about it. Philip, he. I think they talk like as they're walking up as an ensemble, mm-hmm. but I don't think he has like set lines where he's yeah saying says anything once once they meet up with John. Yeah. So, uh, question number two. This is the very last scene. Who did Jesus send to look for Mary? What two disciples? Uh, the very last. Oh, the two disciples he sent off was Peter and Matthew. That's it. That's it. You're on a roll. You're on a roll. Uh, question number three. Um, when Mary went to the tavern and the, the, she met the man at the door that was, you know, guarding the door or whatever. Um, when the man asked who should, who should he say is there? Who did she, what did she answer? Uh, wasn't it the one from, she, she said a place. Yeah. The one from, ah, uh, what's the place? What's the place? Oh no. It's a tool. It's a tool. Yeah. Unless the, I hammer, heard it wrong. the hammer. That's, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. That's it. There we go. Yeah, there we go. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Jeez. Yeah, I told you. That's <laughs> easy ones today. Yeah, I guess. We'll, we'll save the uh, difficult questions for when you bring them next oh, episode. Oh, my so goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You guys, uh, you guys be nice to me in the comments. Jeez. <laughs> Oh, uh, so that's our catch three. If you uh, would like to play along, you know, you could put your answers down at the bottom as yeah, you're listening. Yeah. If you want to do that, that's always welcome. And go ahead and, you know, go ahead and like the video, go down, like, um, if you've not already go ahead and subscribe, that helps us out comment. Um, what that does is it helps us with algorithm. Once YouTube picks up that we're getting more engagement, it's going to put us out to more ears and we're trying to like, we yeah. said, do our part <clears throat> along with Dallas and, and the whole chosen team to yeah. reach as many people as we possibly can. And, and so. also let us know if you want to hear this in a audible fashion. Yeah. Um, Cause if you do, we can create it and put it out there, all the episodes out there in an audible way. And that way, um, you guys can listen to it on Apple and Spotify on the go. and listen to it on the go. You don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to sit in front of YouTube and see our lovely faces. I know you lo- you like to see our faces, but <laughs> just give you guys some extra um, ways to tune in and be a part yeah. of the show, especially for, for sure. people that don't have time to sit and watch yeah. the entire time. Yeah, that's true. And I, I mean, really, the only thing you would need to see for is the, uh, this, our favorite scenes, but even yeah. then you can kind you of hear the context clues. And yeah. yeah. And once we, once we do the breakdown, but yeah, that's definitely, that's, that's a good call there. That's something that's doable, make Ooh. it a little bit easier to consume. But, um, so with that being said, you want to go ahead and jump into our favorite scenes here? Yeah, let's do it. So as we always do with our favorite scenes, um, you're going to put a one in the comments if you think it's me. Yep, and a two in the comments if you think it's Donovan, That's not right. because he's number two, but just I don't know what else we would put there. I mean, I mean, you could put our names in there. I, I don't know. <laughs> they they we'll might have out. problem. They might have trouble spell, spelling either of our names. Ah <laughs> uh, man, I mean, my name is like in the court. Well, they can't see that. No. But uh, I guess we could put it somewhere. I don't know. It's on the graphic, you guys. Go look it up. But uh, <laughs> but no, because I had trouble spelling Donovan's name, so I get it. Um, I Everybody up, does. I messed up David's name, too. So uh, yeah. Oh, for real? His last name. <laughs> oh, man. He texted me. He was like, it's this. I was like, uh, <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> my bad. That's but, uh, that's uh, kind of a uh, insider. If, unless somebody that's listening right now is 
keeping up with Studio 124. That's kind of an insider thing right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you'll see that later. <laughs> but um, By the way, yeah, y'all go check out Antoine's new podcast, Studio thank 124. You, thank, you, thank you. He's doing some awesome things over there in yeah, terms of man. creativity and just trying to spread the gospel in that way. Yeah. So we're yeah, doing we're doing out. something a little different this time, mm-hmm. but but I, we're we're still going to get into some deep uh, biblical truths too. So yeah. we're gonna have fun. We're gonna have it's fun. easy. It's an easy listen for sure. Yeah, we're gonna have fun. I got so, some special people coming in. Hopefully, so we'll see yeah. what happens. But yeah. again, one in the comments for me, two in the comments for him. If we have anything else special we would want to do, we'll figure it out. I don't know, but right now, one and two. So first scene's coming up right now, and you let us know it. who you think is going to be. It's been a while, so I don't know if we're going to trick you or not. I, I have no idea. We'll figure it out in a second. Sorry about the before. Don't worry about it. I just feel, um, I don't know. I... So I saw a Roman on, on horseback today when I was picking persimmons. Did he question you? No. He didn't even see me. But just the, the sight of him made me... filled me with... I just dropped my basket and ran. <laughs> totally ignored the prayers in my hands. This is hard, not just the readings. Do you want to try again? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay. Interesting scene. It is. Interesting it scene. Is indeed. It is indeed. So, yeah, like always, like Antoine said, um, at the beginning of this segment, put a one in the comments if you think it's Antoine, put a two if you think it's mine, and then also go ahead and put down your your favorite scenes in the comments, if you want to do that too. I know maybe, you know, we've talked about it before, maybe at the end of season two, maybe we can do an episode where we kind of break down some of your guys' favorite scenes. You know, that's something that we can uh, definitely work on doing, but yeah, go ahead and put down your favorite scenes in the comments as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because that, that'll help us um, really break some things down and, and I'm, I'm interested in seeing what sticks out to you guys. Cause there's so everybody's like, different. Like literally, I think in this episode there, I had like four or five scenes that stuck out to me. So picking a favorite one has been difficult. I'll be honest. <laughs> whenever I went back and watched this one, this the yeah. scene that I picked wasn't the one I would have initially thought that I picked. But it's just you know you never know too what you're going through through life. Yeah, Something can stick certain out things to can you. speak to you mm-hmm. differently. Yeah, for exactly. Sure, for sure. Yeah. All right. So this is the second scene. Uh, we're gonna get into it right now. Again, one for me, two for donovan and uh hopefully you guys get it right and we'll see maybe i tricked you i don't know i don't know (laughs) (laughs) all right here we go guys let's get into it i get arrested all the time it's what radicals do i'll be fine herod is afraid of me the people hold me to be a prophet some say elijah himself Maybe not the Elijah, but we both know of the Elijahness of your role. Do we? Because I'm beginning to wonder why you're taking this so slow. Why you're always running away after performing miracles. Tell me, why do you always go off to these desolate places? I need solitude. I'm working on something. 
A sermon. A big one. Oh. You're the planning type. Mm. I always say the first thing that comes to my mind. In preaching and in life. Yes, I remember from the time you started talking. And I heard about that brood of vipers comment. That was classy. Do you know how the poets say vipers are born? Yes, they hatch inside their mothers and eat their way out, killing their mothers in the process. I thought it was a pretty good line. Yes, but no one wants to be accused of killing their ima. Yeah, well, I'm not here to make friends with religious leaders. And judging by that stunt you pulled on the Sabbath, neither are you. Are you really going to be nice to these people? I suppose not. Just be careful. Now is not the time to be careful. Thirty years you've been here. David was a shepherd and in the wilderness and on the run for 30 years before he became king. Yes, and then he ruled for 40 years. He killed a bunch of people, made horrible mistakes, and then he died in bed with a teenager he was not married to. Maybe not the best analogy, but also she was there to keep him warm. I know, Everyone knows. I know, I, I know what you mean. But what I'm saying is, taking all this time, telling all these stories, I must confess I'm eager for you to get to the point. Look, I'm going to tell stories that make sense to some people, but not to others. And that's just how it's going to be. I get it. It's not like I'm preaching stories for children either. It's becoming real, isn't it? Everything we've prepared for? It is. I mean, it's always been real, but it's one thing to preach about it. To hear my Abba's prophecy growing up and your Ima's song. Hmm. But it's heavy when it becomes real, no? Do you feel ready? I'm always ready to do my father's will. But that doesn't make it easy. Mm. All right. I'll be honest, both of those scenes were not the scenes that I would have expected to be picked. It was one <laughs> scene that was left out. <laughs> so... Uh, you guys probably know which one it is if you've seen this episode before, which I'm assuming if you're watching this, you're a little bit of a fan of The Chosen, so you've probably seen the episode before. So like we said, put a one in the comments if you think it's Antoine, a two from me, Mr. McGee. You want to tell the tell the people which scene was yours? So drum roll, please. The second scene was mm. mine. Uh, the first scene, of course, was Donovan. And I'm going to let Donovan go first since his scene was shorter than mine. Yeah, it was like 50 <laughs> seconds. Mine was um, at least two, three minutes, but it was great. It was a good two, three yeah, minutes. A lot to get into with, with mm -hmm. that scene. But uh, the one thing that really stuck out to me was I had a conversation um, with a pastor the other day, and, and he was talking about he had went through a lot of trauma growing up. And yeah. he, he expressed that we all go through a certain level of trauma throughout our life, some more severe than others by earthly standard. 
But I think um, the one thing that you can see throughout not only that scene, but through the whole episode is Mary having problems with the trauma that she has faced in her past. Mm. And the biggest thing that stuck out to me is even when you come to the saving grace and the saving knowledge of Jesus, yeah. it doesn't end there. You know, yeah. it's not some people think, and that, I think that's the misconception for a lot of, a lot of people that come to Christ is they think that the second that I come to Christ, everything is just supposed to be fixed right then. And everything's just supposed to be perfect. But, you know, Jesus tells us to pick up our cross daily yeah. and to follow him. And if you look back in those days, a cross wasn't a, a religious symbol like it is today, right? It was a sign of punishment. persecution, yeah, punishment, death. And so for him to use those words, like pick up your cross, that's what it's like to follow me. There's going to be trials and tribulations throughout your life. And there's always going to be that temptation with the trauma that you faced in your past to fall back into that. You know, the enemy is so good at trying to keep you where you were. You know, once you become saved, he knows he can't stop you from doing that, but he's going to try mm -hmm. everything that he can to keep you from furthering the kingdom anymore. So mm -hmm. it's just, you can kind of see that playing out in her life that you kind of feel like she's struggling. And some people might've said, well, why, why wouldn't Jesus just go to her and help her right then? Well, you know, it doesn't always work like that, you know, and, and there's times <laughs> that mm. one free will come in, comes into play because yeah, Jesus didn't die on the cross and then say, once you accept me into your heart, you have to do exactly what I say. Mm -hmm. You know, he says the choice is yours. It is a free gift. And yeah. then secondly, you're still going to have to wake up every day intentionally and saying, I'm giving my past. I'm giving the things that I struggle with up to you, Lord. I'm okay. going to submit myself daily, daily unto you. Yeah. It's, it's like it says in Romans 12, one, like don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And, and it's a daily renewal. Sometimes depending on the things that you struggle with, it could be a four or five times a day renewal where you're having Listen. to go back to the Lord and, and say, you know, you need to help me right now because this is this struggle is something that I cannot face alone. Yeah. And, and that is, that gives us hope. Mm -hmm. I think that scene really gives us hope because you have someone who literally, literally is walking with Christ mm -hmm. and yeah. experiencing the miracles firsthand, experiencing the teachers firsthand, experiencing his character and his, his love and able to touch him physically able to hear him physically, able to see him do the things that he does. You're with him 24-7 and still battle and still battle because a lot of people, and I heard this on Sunday, uh, shout out to Pastor Tim Ross, got a chance to listen to you. Uh, there you go. And shout out to The Basement, you guys. If you guys aren't listening to The Basement, I strongly suggest you go listen to it. Don't stop right now, but just put a put an ear <laughs> yeah. note in the and go back and listen to it. But um, he was speaking about it over the weekend, and he said, you know, we get the wrong picture of faith. That faith, you know, faith in Christ automatically makes us invincible in anything, impossible, anything, and everything can happen. And he said, but that's true. That with faith, nothing is impossible. Sure. He said, but also with faith comes reality. And with faith comes process and with faith comes strategy, with faith comes action, with faith comes setbacks. With faith, you're still going to, you still have your heart broken. You still have to live in this world, even though you have faith in God. Having faith in God is an advantage. It doesn't exclude you from humanity and the realities of living in a human world, right? 
So mm-hmm. when with her as um, one of his early followers, you know, one of his early disciples, I I even consider her as one watching the chosen. Um, she had a very colorful past. She was the first character we really dealt with um, in yeah. depth, and you know stuff like that. Yeah, you can get deliverance, but as my as I've learned is that deliverance is a progressive work. You got to work at it daily. So to see her struggle, um, to kind of sense it and feel it, it's real. She was aware. Yeah. yeah. You know, but it also gives us hope that even though we're struggling, even though we're going through things, even though we may battle with, and even as you said, we got to pray about a thing four or five times throughout the day. The beautiful thing is you have a choice to do so. There are some people, as you will see in this episode, when you watch it, there are some people that don't have that choice. Because they have fully been taken over, yeah, by evil, yeah, for and, whatever reason. And and just one thing to add on to that too is understanding that even if you do slip or if you do mess up in that moment, mm-hmm. not to not to throw away that day or not to throw away a couple of days and yeah. say I'll do better next week. Like immediately repent. You've talked about it before, how David's repentance came closer and closer to time that he failed, right? That's how we need to be in our own life. Yeah, we're going to slip. Yeah, we're going to fall. We're all in this this fallen state, this fallen flesh. We're going to slip up and fall. But just knowing that that's not the end of the story, you know, because if that was the end of the story, then the price that Jesus paid on the cross was not to nothing. Exactly. Exactly. So we don't need to downplay that fact that his mercies are new every single day. Every single day. And we need it. And we needed it for day. sure. Need every day. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I love that short scene that you picked. I was like you said, I was surprised that you picked that scene uh, with all the different <laughs> scenes stuck, that's yeah, in there. It just stuck out to me in but, watching but, it. I was but like, it makes sense with you with what you encountered. Mm-hmm. And that's the, like we said before. The beautiful thing about the chosen is that the you watching it the, for the first time is you're in all of it. But then as you're rewatching it, or you're thinking about things, or you're listening to shows such as these. You're discovering different nuances because just like the Bible, it it has things that deal with everyday life. Exactly. And you never know. Like even yeah. when I when I struggle with identity and calling, I went back and watched episode one of season um episode four of season one, where he calls G uh Peter from the boat. And it's like, you know, in spite of what you're doing things your own way, I'm still calling you. Mm. You know, you got to think about those things. Those things yeah. happen. You know, when you're, when, you know, someone in your, your family and my family needed a healing, I, I went back and watched um, episode six of season one, where I, we called it friendly, we, we lovingly called it Jesus Unleashed. But, you got to see it. Those things build your faith. up. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, without getting too deep into it, but listen to us, like take this as a stepping stone. If you're currently going through it, I don't know why I feel this way. If you currently are going through it, just embrace the grace and the love of Christ, but also make a very conscious decision. Cause this is the other part of this, make a very conscious decision to change. And to mm-hmm. do things differently. And if you if you feel like something is out of your control, like you don't have the freedom of choice, then you may need to go talk to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And there's get that help. 
there's there's freedom in the light, like it says in the word, yeah. the sun sets free is free, indeed. free and indeed. I've, I've heard it said before that you plus Jesus is a majority. And mm. I think that the enemy's biggest lie or one of the biggest lies is he tries to make us feel like it's a close race. Like, yes, God yeah, ultimately yeah, does yeah. win in the end, but he barely wins in all all honesty. It's a landslide. It's not even close. So just understanding that you are covered by the grace and the blood of God, like there's no touching that. And and you just look at descriptions of, of God, his power throughout the Psalms. I mean, we were just talking about the other day was Psalm 97 that describes, you know, yeah. just the, the cloud around him and, and the, yeah, was you know, just powerful. the fire that comes from him and burns up all his adversaries. So when you powerful. are covered by the shedding of Jesus's blood, you know, the, the enemy, there's nothing that he can do that is going to, you know, like it says in the word, pluck you from his hand. So it's just Amen. understanding that power. And if, if you, if the enemy can get you to a place where you are just struggling with that past trauma or letting it hold on to you, and you mm -hmm. can't truly live in that power and freedom that God has given you, because the, the enemy knows that we can do big things for him when we are living intentionally and living fully submitted to him. Oh, yeah. So he's going to try to do everything that he possibly can to keep you from doing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's going to throw every trick at you. But mm -hmm. also, on the other hand of this, just being practical, everything's not the devil. Right. We give the devil too much power. <laughs> we give him too much power. Too much power. But at the, sure. same, at the same time, that's why I always tell people, what have you been doing? Mm -hmm. Because we have the power of life and death in tongue. We yeah. are, and I also would think a step further, we have a power of life and death in our actions. Mm -hmm. You know, what are you choosing every day versus yeah. not doing, you know, because a lot of us know what we should be doing. That's right. What we could be doing. Yeah. But the fact of actually executing what we feel and sense and think we know we should be doing mm. is another thing. That's but good. That's good. <laughs> that was free, y'all. So, yeah. so let's get into my scene. So. This scene, I wish I wanted to do the entire thing where they were sitting there talking, but yeah, it's a long scene. Long. <laughs> but yeah. what I love, like I like I said, what I loved about it, and we brought it up earlier, um, without even knowing what the scene was going to be, is the conversation between the two of them, the dynamic between Jesus and John as cousins, but yeah. also as spiritual figures. Um, they're both leaders in their own right. John prepared the way for Jesus. And then Jesus took up the reins after John was done. And, you know, John preached repentance. Jesus is preaching salvation and kingdom as well as repentance. He's teaching them how to get through life and giving them hope and giving them a way to salvation. Yes, he's doing miraculous miracles, but there's more to it than just that. Um, his teachings, which we'll see later on in the seasons, are going to be life-changing. And if you read your Bible at any point, you know that as well. Uh, but what I loved the most was just their dynamic and the the funny nature of how they joked about the brood of vipers comment, how they, they broke down David and he was like, okay, poor example. Uh, um, uh, you know, John being saying like, I'm a rebel. I always get in trouble. You know, it, I'm used to it now. And Jesus is knowing what's about to happen. It's like, look, just be careful. Mm -hmm. do, do your best to be careful. And then that ending scene, 
that ending piece, which is where I really wanted to really just hone in on, just that ending piece. But I was like, ah, I'll give them a little bit extra in case they haven't seen it before. But the the ending scene where he says to him, you know, it's getting real now. Yeah. And he's like, everything that we prepared for is really happening. It's actually happening. It's real. And he was like, I always knew it was real, but it's realer when it's actually happening. And then he says, and then Jesus is saying, yeah, yeah, it's, it's actually happening. And he was like, are you prepared? And he was yeah. like, I'm always prepared to do my, my, my father's will. And the reason why I picked this scene beyond their dynamic is because of what I'm currently going through mm-hmm. as to dealing with doing the father's will and being prepared and being ready for what's come, what's actually becoming a reality. And it's just like, whoa, this is real. Like, this is actually happening. Like, the fact that, and you know, we could talk about it, the fact that we're podcasting and the people that we're getting to know in the, the, the world that's being opened up to us as just podcasting from our homes, by the way, <laughs> using our computers, using the, the common technology that we have access to, to speak to thousands or few people, hundreds, whoever is listening. And no, getting noticed by it, but we're not doing it for the notoriety, but people are coming to know Christ, mm-hmm. you know, through what we're doing and then coming to terms with what God has called you to do through your podcast, but also called you to do period. It's becoming real. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, it's a little heavy when it's, when it's actually yeah. happening when it's not a a figure of faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to use that now instead of figure of my imagination. When it's not a figure of faith, when it's not something that I'm just believing God up for in crazy faith, believing God for in uh, a dynamic way and just giving my all with, but this is something that's actually about to, like I can see it, I can sense it, I can feel it, and it's there in front of my face. And it's just like, whoa. Yeah. Am I really ready for what I just asked him for? And it's a real thing. And to see that John was feeling it and then, but to also see Jesus is just like, yeah, I'm always ready to do it, but it doesn't make it easy. You know, I don't, I don't think I I cut it off before he says that, but you know, I'm always ready to do my father's will, but it doesn't make it easy. Yeah. And that's the thing, like even with us, you know, Donovan's doing great things in Tennessee. I'm doing what the best I know how <laughs> in New Jersey. And to the things that we're doing are not just easy. Yeah. You know, it, it can be difficult. Oh, you, know, you guys are just sitting in front of a camera talking. No, you don't understand what it takes to get in front of this camera <laughs> and to talk. You know, the hours <laughs> of preparation, the spiritual attacks, oh, the yeah. s- scheduling the the faith building to to talk um and have a flow and be able to make make sure it makes sense and that we're not sounding crazy and then releasing it and hoping for the best you yeah. know that those that's that's big you yeah. know and then the things that we we talk about in private that we're building upon private privately it's just like it's yeah. just a beautiful scene it just stuck yeah. home for me so 
Yeah. Yeah. I I'm in agreement with everything you say. And, and just to kind of piggyback off that statement that you said, like we're trying to do our best to make sense. As you could tell from the beginning, I have a hard time even talking sometimes. So that's not, that's not great for podcasting. We can't even talk, but it's um, the only thing I can think of as you were saying all that is, you know, you, you feel like God places something on your heart to do. And so you start, chasing after the mark, like, like Paul talks about, like striving yeah. after that mark, like you've seen the mark. So we press on. And so when you see the vision, the, the word tells us in Habakkuk 2, 2, to write the vision down, right? I think that's twofold. One, that when you share it with other people, they can see exactly what your thoughts are. And then two, so you don't forget, you know what I'm saying? Because it's easy to forget what you feel like the Lord has placed on your heart at times, especially like you said, schedules and, and being busy and whatever the case may be. So when you write down the vision that the Lord has placed on your heart, it says in the verse in Habakkuk 2, 2, so that he who reads it can run with it. And then if you go to the next verse, it talks about, or it might still be in, in 2, 2. I don't have the verse in front of me, but it talks about the vi the vision uh, awaits its appointed time. Right. So when you look at that, the road is already set out before us. It's just up to us to walk it. And how do you walk it? Striving after God, you look at striving after Jesus. You look at the story in Matthew, I think it's Matthew 14, where Jesus is coming to them on the water. And Peter says, if it's you, call me out there. And, and Christ says, come to me. And no, he doesn't even say, come to me. He just simply says, come. And so Peter gets out to walk on the water and he's looking at Jesus and he's walking, striving towards Jesus. And he's doing the impossible. He's walking on the waves, but then he gets distracted by... <laughs> If you look at it from our perspective, you get distracted by the things of the world, getting too busy. You take your eyes off of Jesus. And the second that you do that, like Peter, you start to sink, you know, so it's just understanding that the vision that you have been given by the Holy Spirit, going back to what we talked about a minute ago, making sure that every day you're, you're waking up and like being intentional about, okay, I know what the Lord has put on my heart for me to do, like help me to get as close to that as I possibly can today. I'm not worried about tomorrow, not worried about next week. I'm going to do everything that I can for the kingdom right now, because like it says in Ecclesiastes, we're not promised tomorrow. Life is only a couple of days. So if you spend so much time just worrying about the future, then you're missing out on so many opportunities where you could be used to build the kingdom right now. You today. don't want to say, yeah, you don't want to miss these opportunities where you can have an impact on somebody that you never today. know who they're going to be able to reach. Yeah. Today, don't worry about tomorrow. He says in, in Matthew six, uh, you know, um, what does he say? Like, uh, don't be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow. will take care of itself. Care of itself. Seek first the sufficient, kingdom. Sufficient enough is today's trouble. If you're seeking first the kingdom today, he's going to take care of your tomorrow. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's That's it right well. there. Yeah. That's it right there. And I, and I love to say it like this. Tomorrow belongs to God. Yeah. Yeah, it all does. But yeah, tomorrow is tomorrow. his. If you're, if you're, but I think the beautiful thing about it, too, is there is a work for us to be done. It's not just, Lord, I'm going to sit back here today. You use me however you want to be, you know, however you want to use me. No, it's like there's something for you to do. He invites you into the story and gives you a role to play. You know what I'm saying? To to do the best that you can for him and then turn it around and be like, this isn't because of me. That's like Paul says in I think it's first Corinthians. He talks about how. It's by the grace of God that I'm able to do what I can do. I, he says, I am what I am by the grace of God. Yeah. And it's not because of myself. You know, it's because of the grace that God has given to me. But I did do my part. I worked harder than all of them. But it wasn't because of me. It was because of the grace that God has shown me. 
And so just understanding that there is a role for you to play in all this. It's not to sit on the sidelines. It's it's time to get in the game. And we're all we all have I say it on my podcast all the time, like we're all called to act. We're we, we all have, you know, a people that only we're able to reach. And if we're too worried about the past, like Mary was, where she's getting, you know, chained down to to things of the past, or if we're worried about what the future is going to hold, you could just get stuck in a place of doing nothing because you're just worried about yesterday or tomorrow when you need to be seeking first the kingdom and doing all you can today. Absolutely. See, that's it. That's it right there. I think that's why we came and did this episode today. Let somebody be reminded that if you're going through something, you're not alone. Seek God, pray. Um, Remember that doing the Lord's will isn't easy, but it's also fun. Um, And, Sometimes the daunting reality of his will coming to pass can be daunting. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't stress yourself about tomorrow, but worry about what you can do today. Like God, I think God is really calling us to sobriety, Mm -hmm. being sober minded more and more than we have been because we a lot, so much get thrown at us from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed. The first thing you do, first thing most people do is grab their phones that's right. when they first wake up. Yeah. I mean, granted, most of us have to because that's where our alarms are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but we grab it and then we go and check, oh, snap, such and such, follow me on Instagram or I'm getting this DM. I got this going on. I got these emails. I got these text messages. I have this, 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 and this. And then God's like, hey, I'm over here. Mm. You know, but beyond that, we're in the world of information now. Yeah. We're in a highly informed world. So in a highly informed world, we need to be more sober-minded than anything because the more information we get, the more things we try to hone in in, we can get swayed from the truth. So being, like we said at the end, like you said at the end of what you just said, is being focused on today. What is God calling me to do today? Mm-hmm. What is he asking of me to do today? So, and it may not even be something you hear from him audibly or sense personally, but if you're doing what you're supposed to do 24-7, then you're doing his will. Yeah. If you're loving one another, if you're being kind to people, if you're sacrificing, you know, um, if you are praying and surrendering and being yielded to him when he tells you to do something. Like I was in a store and he told me to pay for somebody's food. Yeah. Those different things, you know, I was somewhere else. Hey, pay for that person's gas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because he's trying to see, can I trust you with what you're asking me for? Because a lot of us are asking God for something. Yeah. And he, the little things that he's leading us to do or prompting us to do is a test to see if you can handle it on a bigger level. Because one day he could say to me and Donovan, hey, because we're, you know, we're successful and we have, um, wealth stored away for our generations. Hey, I want you to hey go buy that person a house. And we have to be willing enough to do it because ha- we have to look at the house as if it's that cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's trying to get us to, yeah. but really trying to focus on what his will is today. And in mm-hmm. that moment, in the 24 hours that we've been given, what are we called to do for him Yeah, in those 24 hours? That's right. And then when we go to sleep, we fuel up for the next day. 
Yeah. Yeah. And and that's just the beautiful thing. That's the beautiful thing. All right. I feel preachy. All right. Yeah. No, no, I'm right there with you. I know, (laughs) I know we need to move on, but there's just two things and then, and then we'll move on. One one that you said, you talked about how, like what we're called to be today. Right. He says in the word, like we're called to be salt and light. Right. I saw this thing from passion. Uh, and it was a uh, Sadie Robertson. I don't remember what her name was since she got, is it Sadie Huff? The one she got married? Yes. The Duck yes, yes, yes. Did you see the the video that she posted from passion? So uh, not this year. I didn't. She, she has, uh, she's on stage and she's talking. She tells everybody to take out their cell phones. So everybody takes out their cell phone and she tells them to turn the lights down and she tells everybody to turn their flashlight on. So everybody turns their light on. She's got her light on and you know, you can just see all the lights in there. She's like, this is how we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be, a light unto the, a dark world. Right. And then she says, now do me a favor and swipe, swipe, swipe over to the right, to the, to the camera function. So everybody swipes over and what happens? It gets, it gets dark because you're swiping over to that camera and you're looking at yourself, that selfie, right? You cannot be shining the light for God when you're so busy and so focused on yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When she said that, I was like, Ooh, Ooh, I got to use that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I was like, oh, that's it right there. Right now. I got that's, the that's it right there. So uh, I, gotta, I gotta watch that. I gotta watch that. Yeah, it was powerful. It was powerful because you're you're thinking, where is she going with this? And then when she hits you with you can't be focused on being the light while you're too that's, busy looking at yourself I, and checking and yourself I love out. Sadie. Like I watched her by accident. Yeah. It was an accident. It was, it was something I stumbled across and I was like, Who is this little girl? <laughs> yeah. Up here yeah. preaching like this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, geez. So, yeah. So let's uh, let's move on here or else we're going to be here all night. So favorite line. <laughs> favorite line. Favorite line. My yeah. favorite line. I, I would take it from Jesus when he said, uh, I'm always ready to do my father's will, but it mm. doesn't make it easy. You, we don't talk about this before. Uh, that was the that was my the the part where he starts out. It's becoming real. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always been real, but it's, it's some, uh, what does he say? It's one thing to preach about it, but it's heavy when it becomes real. And then he asks him, you know, are right. you ready? Damn. And, um, I think one thing that is crazy about that too. And, and it really hit me when he asked him, are you ready? Jesus was 30 years old. I think about that. Like me. Yeah. Right. You're 30, <laughs> 30 yeah. years old. Yeah. And he knows Ultimately, once I once I start this this mission, once I start the reason that I've been sent here, like it's it's going to lead to a cross very quickly because the people are trying to kill me already at every turn. Right. Already. And so it's like he knows the second that I come out with this, it's it's going to be something that it's going to go by very quickly. And then the next thing, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be facing that ultimate persecution, which like he said, he's always ready to do his father's will, but it doesn't make it easy to think about that alone. And then you add to the fact that he was 30 years old and he's a young, young man. That's uh, it just kind of takes it to a whole nother level in my eyes. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah man. So, I guess we're in total agreement there on the oh, that, that, was your, that was your favorite line too. That was my favorite line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you brought, brought it up in the scene, I was gonna. I was like, "Well, I'll just be able to piggyback off of that." And then uh, you said that was your favorite line. So that's uh, like I said, we don't talk about this. Before. No, we don't talk about a lot of stuff before. Yeah, <laughs> we don't. Yeah, I mean, so. the only thing we kind of know, only thing I know is what his scene is. Before, right. Before. Right. 
But he doesn't know where mine is. So no. No, I think that's one thing that's beautiful about this whole thing too, the way that the Lord allows us to be able to come together and, and organically just talk. Yeah. 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 And, and it's not like a it's not like I got pages and notes over here. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like talking. Yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm full based off of what I've watched and what I've prayed. And we just flow from there. So it's it's yeah. beautiful, man. It's definitely, it is. definitely beautiful. All right. So what we got after favorite, favorite? Uh, character? Ooh, for this one, I have two. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm gonna pick one. I'm gonna go with Z. Mm. I'm gonna go with Z on this one. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, the Jesus and John pieces are very strong, but Z, when he came on the scene, had a strong presence. Uh -huh. Um, and even when he was dealing with the man who was demon possessed, it was like, oh yeah, this guy, this guy's pretty good. I like him. Oh yeah, favorite character, yeah. you know, reintroduced um, in a different light for this episode. So definitely Z. Yeah, I, yeah, he's great. I like too where the demon possessed man is like, you know, they they have a bad feeling about you, and he's like, thank you. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's that, cool. That, that's cool. That's what that's what solidified it for me. I was like, oh, he's <laughs> yeah. cool. I like yeah. him. I like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then yeah, the yeah. training and everything. But um, for me, um, and we've talked about her you know, a lot during this episode, but, uh, Mary, um, just for that relatability aspect, um, that we, even though we're walking with Jesus and even though, like you said earlier, she's physically walking with Jesus daily, there's mm -hmm. still the, the temptations from the past. And there's still the, you know, the enemy trying to come get her and, and try to chain her. Like it says in Galatians five, tie her down to that yoke of slavery, which was her past and try to make her feel like she cannot be used for Jesus you know, in her present and then also in the future as well. So Mary, to me, that really stood out just because it was so relatable and such a perfect example of we still have free will, despite, you know, the choice that we make to follow Jesus. We still have that free will, you know, aspect. Um, so rating, what would you, what did you rate this one? This is difficult. <laughs> yeah. The rating on this one is difficult. Um, there's so much of it that I really, really love, especially the scene that I picked, the lighting and the camera work. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Um, and the, the part of the story was really good because it's a nice, it's a nice little calm part before the, the other pieces <laughs> come into play. Um, I'm going to definitely give it all five loaves. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna just give it five lows. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm one less than you. I had four. Okay. I had four. I, and, and like we, the, the, this I did text you about. I whenever we talked about the episode, I said this wasn't. This is not one a of your favorite. Mm. It's not one of my. It's a good episode. It's powerful, and we didn't even get into the Jesus casting out the demons. Um, but mm. it, you know, this was a powerful episode. But for me, I, I just say that it was a four, and I think the four is strictly off of the that scene where, and it wasn't even one of the ones that we picked. So <laughs> yeah, for was, sure. uh, yeah. Yeah. So with all that being said, you guys go ahead and put down your rating, your loaves and fishes down in the comments. Yeah. Let us know, man. Make sure you use those emojis too. We, yeah, love, we sure. love to see them. We love to for see sure. Them. Yeah. Yeah. So um, with all that being said, this is the reason why we do it here. I know we got to get out of here. Been spinning, uh, we've been going way too long today. So, with it's all okay. that being said, um, <laughs> Antoine, do you want to tell the people how they can have what we have been talking about describing 
this whole time, which is just a close personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolutely. So, um, again, we, 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 we come in and we share our faith with you all. Uh, we share, we use the chosen as a backdrop, uh, for what God is really doing in our lives. And, um, there's, there's only one way to experience what we are experiencing. And that is with a close personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and, uh, me and Donovan talked about this last week, uh, on the phone, one of our many morning conversations that, uh, we try to have at least one a week or every other week, if we can, um, while I'm on my way to work and while he's already working, <laughs> cause he's up <laughs> way before I am most of the time, <laughs> but, um, uh, we, we talked about this, this salvation piece where you accept Christ, um, but there's work to be done after. Uh, so let's just do this. Um, for those of you that have never heard of Jesus Christ, never heard of the, the chosen, never heard of the gospel presented to you this way, never heard someone be at two people, be as transparent as possible about what they're going through, what they're experiencing and what's happening in their lives. Um, we want to invite you to just pray with us really quickly and accept the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, if you feel a tug in your heart right now, if you made it all the way down to this, the end of this video, that means you were meant to get to this point. You were meant to be saved. You're meant to accept Christ. And he's tugging on your heart for a reason because he has a purpose and a plan for your life. And it starts with your yes and your acceptance. So we're going to lead you down what they call Romans Road, which is from the book of Romans. Um, and just pray a simple prayer. And it's just simply saying, Lord Jesus, uh, first and foremost, thank you for, thank you for everything that you've done. But Lord, I acknowledge that I am a sinner and I need a savior. So come into my heart, be the Lord of my life. Um, and help me not to be the way that I am anymore. Come walk with me, God, talk with me, God, be my father. And I accept you, Lord Jesus, into my heart. I accept you into my life. And now I'm going to pray in Jesus' name, amen. Now I'm going to pray for you to receive the second gift, which is the Holy Ghost. Um, so, Lord, you said that you were going to send a comforter. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you release the comforter right now into the people's hearts those that are saved, those that are not saved, a fresh wind of the Holy Ghost, let it be released right now to help us and lead us and guide us into all truth, to help us to be more and more like your son, to be more and more like you. Release it right now in the name of Jesus on your people, those that are listening, those that are watching, those that will listen a month from now, a year from now, two years from now, because we're not taking this work down. We ask you, Lord, to release your power. We need you right now a very tangible experience with the Holy Ghost so that our lives would not be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm. amen. Yeah, it's, if you look in Acts, the very first verse in Acts, it talks, Luke says, power. Luke talks about, uh, I'm writing to you on behalf of all the work that Jesus had began to do. <laughs> it always and blows my mind. Just that one word began, um, you know, it, it really hit me a couple months ago 
that just that word began because you look at Jesus and, and he said it is finished on the cross. He was finished with his part, but now it's our turn to do our work. There is a work yeah, for man. us to be done. He says in the word that the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. So there's plenty of opportunity for you to be used by him today. There's no, you know, there's no reason why you can't do a work for him, you know, just in your everyday life. So like Antoine said, just, uh, you know, receive it, know that you are chosen, know that you have a calling on your life and well, know that, uh, what does he say that I've come to give you life and life to the fullest? Yeah. Life more so, abundantly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So you got anything else? Uh, I think we gave him enough to chew on until next week, but, yeah, let's um, let's get out of here, but we're going to get out of here and we love you guys. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for following. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for being a part of the chosen family and also the sons of thunder family. We're going to keep going until this thing is done. And even after it's done, who knows what God may call me and Donovan to do and to keep spinning off and keep going uh, to continue to preach this gospel. Make sure you're following Call to Act podcast. Make sure you're following Studio 124. We both have our own podcast, but we also have uh, the Sons of Thunder. And I got a feeling I'm about to have another show coming in the works really soon. Uh -oh. So y'all, hey, listen. Uh -oh. <laughs> so y'all just be on the lookout. We're going to be everywhere doing a whole bunch of stuff. And remember, it is a privilege and an honor to be chosen. Go out there and do kingdom work. We love you all, and we'll see you on the next episode.